Chapter Twenty Three of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swiss Helm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. My Crooked Telescope. In the autumn of eighteen forty seven, Dr. Robert Mitchell of Indiana, Pennsylvania, was tried in Pittsburgh in the United States Court before Judge Greer for the crime of harboring fugitive slaves in an old cabin ten miles from indiana on one of the doctor's farms some colored men had taken refuge and worked as harvest hands in the neighborhood to it came the sheriff at midnight with a posse and after as desperate a resistance as unarmed men could make two were captured on one of these was found a note kill a sheep and give jerry the half robert mitchell the name of the man who had the note was jerry it was addressed to a farmer who kept sheep for the doctor so it was conclusive evidence of the act charged and the only defence possible was want of knowledge there was no proof that dr mitchell knew jerry to be a slave none surely that he knew him to be the property of plaintiff who was bound to give notice of ownership before he could be entitled to damages from defendant this defence judge greer overruled by deciding that no notice was required the law presumed a guilty knowledge on the part of the defendant under this ruling dr mitchell was fined five thousand dollars and the costs which were five thousand dollars additional his homestead and a magnificent tract of pine land lying on the northern slope of the alleghanies were sold by the sheriff of indiana county to pay the penalty of this act of christian charity but the doctor said earnestly i'll do it again if they take every dollar i have this ruling was alarming for under it it was unsafe either to sell or give food or lodging to a stranger the alarm was general and every pro-slavery man regretted that this necessary act of justice should fall so heavily on so good and gentle a man there was much unfavourable comment but all in private for the pittsburgh press quailed before judge greer and libel laws were the weapon with which he most loved to defend the dignity of the bench one editor he had kept in jail three months and ruined his business colonel hiram keen was a brilliant writer a poet and a pungent paragraphist and had at one time criticised some of judge greer's decisions when by a libel suit the judge had broken up his business and kept him in jail eighteen months public sentiment was on kane's side and he had an ovation on his release when he became city editor of the journal there was disappointment that i had not criticised judge greer's course in the first number of the visitor but this was part of my plan in the second number i stated that there had been for a long time a great legal luminary visible in the pennsylvania heavens which had suddenly disappeared i had been searching for him for several weeks with the best telescopes in the city and had about given him up as a lost star when i bethought myself of paddy who had heated his gun-barrel and bent it around a tree so that he might be able to shoot around corners paddy's idea was so excellent that i had adopted it and made a crooked telescope by which i had found that luminary almost sixty degrees below our moral horizon from this i proceeded to the merits of the case judge greer and dr mitchell were both elders in the presbyterian church the judge administered to men the eucharist oath to follow christ 
then usurped the law-making power of the united states to punish them for obeying one of the plainest precepts of the master the article seemed to throw him into a furious passion he threatened to sue mr riddle for having the visitor printed and sold in his office and as for me i was to suffer all the pains and penalties which law and public scorn could inflict he demanded a satisfactory retraction and apology as the best atonement he could accept for the insult these mr riddle promised in my name and i did not hesitate to make the promise good my next article was headed an apology and in it i stated the circumstances which had called it out and the pleasant prospect of my being sent to mount airy our county jail in case this my apology was not satisfactory i should of course do my best to satisfy his honour but in case of failure should take comfort in the fact that the mount would make a good observatory from that height i should be able to use my telescope much better than in my present valley of humiliation indeed the mere prospect had so improved my glass that i had caught a new view of our sunken star and to-day this dispenser of justice this gentleman with the high sense of honour was a criminal under sentence of death by the divine law he who stealeth a man and selleth him or if he be found in his hand he shall surely be put to death judge greer had helped a gang of thieves to steal jerry whose ancestors had been stolen in africa the original thief sold all he could sell the title of a thief and as the stream cannot rise above the fountain jerry's master held the same title to him that any man would to judge greer's horse provided he had stolen it the purchaser of a stolen horse acquired no title in him and the purchaser of a stolen man acquired no title in him the man who helped another steal a horse was a horse thief and the man who helped another steal a man was a man thief condemned to death by divine law jerry after having been once stolen had recovered possession of himself and his master and other thieves had re-stolen him judge greer with full knowledge of this fact had prostituted law for the benefit of the thieves nothing more was heard of a libel suit two years after james mcmasters was sued for harbouring a fugitive was to be tried before greer and spoke to his lawyer about summoning the editor of the visitor the attorney exclaimed oh bring her by all means no matter what she knows or whether she knows anything bring her into court and i'll win the case for you greer is more afraid of her than of the devil the editor was summoned gave testimony and found judge greer a most courteous and considerate gentleman with no signs of fear the case hung on the question of notice the judge reversed his former decision and those who were apt to feed beggars breathed more freely a case was tried for the remanding of a slave and lawyer snowden appeared for the master the visitor sketched the lawyer as his client's dog towser a dog of the bloodhound breed with a brand-new brass collar running with his nose to the ground while his owner clapped his hands and shouted sick em sick em towser this caught the fancy of the street boys who called him towser where's your collar sick em towser he was the last pittsburgh lawyer who took a case against a slave and public sentiment had so advanced that there never afterwards was a fugitive taken out of the county End of chapter 23